Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Christy Clark. She's the Director of Education and Support Services for the Insight Memory Care Center in Fairfax. Now, you'll remember her colleague, Robin McLaughlin, was here a few months ago to tell us about services the center provides to people with dementia as well as their families. Christy's here to follow up on that discussion, offering advice on handling the holidays if a family member has dementia. But first, let's talk a little bit about our guest. Uh, Christy has over 15 years of experience in long-term care and specializes in working with people with memory impairment and their families. A licensed assisted living facility administrator. She's also certified as a memory impairment specialist, a dementia practitioner, and dementia care trainer. So, Christy, thanks for uh, for being with us. And sounds like you're in the right line of business. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. What uh, you know, a lot of things that you have the training with, and uh, 15 years of experience in this field. I mean, how did you get there? What 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 interested you or brought you there? I think I was um, sort of always drawn to older people. Uh, my mom was a nurse uh, in a nursing home in South Dakota, and mm. I needed a summer job. Right, so, at, right. so at 16, I became a certified nursing assistant and started working wow. uh, with people in, in a nursing home. Um, and fast forward, I moved out here to Virginia. Um, and while I was going to school at George Mason, I needed a job. So I started working for one of the assisted living communities and just fell in love with the mm-hmm. population. Uh, that's yeah. how I really yeah. got into the work. Always nice to have a job that uh, is enjoyable and is rewarding as well. Right. And it's amazing how, uh, you know, it seems most people have that, that one experience in high school or college or summer job that leads to something that leads to something. And it's kind of interesting how one thing leads to another kind of thing. Yeah. Um, folks may remember our conversation with Robin, but um, the Insight Memory Care Center, before we get into um, specifics about uh, some of the programs and that kind of thing, can you kind of give us a little bit of an overview about what the Insight Memory Care Center is, kind of what its purpose Sure. Really, um, Insight's purpose is to provide uh, socialization, um, therapeutic programming in a structured environment for people with Alzheimer's disease and other memory impairments. So people uh, come to our center for the day Mm -hmm. so their caregivers can get the much-needed respite that they need. Mm -hmm. And the person living with dementia can have the socialization and peer support that's so important mm-hmm. for them okay so that's the that's the daycare program that the, the center provides a um, little more specifics to description about the program you know uh, number of people involved kind of what they do kind of thing like that sure so we have programs um, that support individuals from the early stage program Uh, We have an early stage program called Reconnections that we Mm. run three days a week for five hours. And that program really is about um, peer support and letting individuals in that early stage know that they're not in this alone. Mm. Um, And then our main adult day center, um, we care for 60 participants every day. where we where we really give them the opportunity to live life to the fullest. Mm. We have a wonderful uh, philosophy of care called person-centered care, where we really look at them for who they are mm-hmm. 
and not for their disease. Mm. Uh, and that, that really makes a difference for them. We want to involve them, give them meaningful activities with a sense of purpose. Mm. So we really look at their interests mm. and we try to encourage them to lead or help us facilitate activities of interest right. to them. Well, I mean, it, that would seem to make sense and it would seem to further the, the benefits and uh, um, lessen the impacts if, if it's something they're involved with themselves and, it, and they're kind of tailoring a program around what already interests them. Right. So, I mean, that, that, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, for, for most people, um, you know, the biggest question that, that I get is um, how, do you, how do you convince somebody to mm. go to an adult day center? Yeah, and the question. reality is nobody really wants to go to an adult day center. So most of the folks that are coming believe that they are working, volunteering, or going to school. And that really fits into that philosophy that, that they're serving a purpose there. Interesting. So is that more for the, um, the early program that you talked about, the three, day, uh, three days a week kind of thing? Is it more, air quote, trickery kind of thing, getting them involved there? Um, actually, that's really more for, for, the, for the folks that are coming to the day center because they, they need that support. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and it probably takes people a couple of times, maybe, maybe a few weeks mm -hmm. to really um, be comfortable and really want to come back. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a woman who um, tries to convince her husband to bring her to our center on the weekends because mm. she wants to see right. her friends. Right. Uh, and, and so now sometimes he actually has to drive her to the center to convince her that Where it's closed. closed. Okay. Um, and then in the early stage, it's, it's really the buy-in from the individuals because they have to want to be there. They right, have right. to want to be with, with their peers. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have a program for people in the late stage, and we have 12 people in that program mm. uh, where we can really provide um, an environment that really encourages sensory stimulation, our music and memory program, so we can give individuals in that late stage um, really what they need mm -hmm. uh, to be successful during the day. Mm -hmm. is, it a, is, it a is it a challenge? I mean, with, with memory impairment, dementia, these type of things, Getting them involved and getting them to come to the center on a regular basis is it is it a challenge because of the uh, condition? I, I don't know if that's the right word or not. Well, I think what's interesting is um, I think it's actually harder for the caregivers to understand that hmm. that the socialization uh, and peer support is really what they need. Hmm, um, they are in a comfortable environment where everybody is sort of in the same, sort of the same predicament, right, right. Um, where they feel like they can make friends, hmm. um, that they have a place to go during the day where they're loved and they have meaningful activities um, and they enjoy it and they want to come back. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's what's, you know, that's what's so great about the center yeah. is that, you know, people think you don't want to come to an adult day center, but really the people, they want to come back. Okay. And interesting, you mentioned the caregiver because that's, I guess, the other part of the center's mission is to provide support and resources for the caregivers of family and friends. Right. Uh, and my role really at the, at the center is to support the caregivers. Mm. I spend most of my time 
with the caregivers, um, this disease not only affects the person living with dementia, but it really affects the family as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my goal with our, with our education and support groups is really to provide them the knowledge and understanding of the disease, mm-hmm. um, what to expect, um, and what resources are available in the community besides just coming to Insight, right. um, as well as providing support for themselves. Um, I run six support groups. Oh, wow. Um, and very specific support groups. So I run a, a support group for spouses. I run a support group for um, caregivers that have a loved one in early stage dementia. Mm-hmm. I run a Lewy body dementia support group. Um, I run a couple support group. So, you know, Everybody um, sort of looks at this a little bit different, right. but the reality is is that caregivers want to know that there's somebody going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as um, they love their friends, they can't they don't really understand right. what they're going right. through. Right. So this gives them an opportunity to create new friendships with this sort of bond of caregiving. Sure. sure. And I think as, as we go through stages of life, we always make friends or get support groups based on either our activities or our children's activities or schools, you know, those kind of things. So it seems like a natural progression. Is the center, do you mainly work with um, family caregivers, I caregivers that are, you know, looking after family members, or is it uh, just just caregivers? Yeah, a lot of the programs that, that we have at the center are are for family caregivers, um, and these programs um, are all free of charge oh, wow. um, because we want the caregivers to have that support. But we also provide um, not only uh, caregiving support to people at the center, but we also provide support for the community. I go out in the community and do a lot of presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't we don't charge for any any program that in, involves um, a family caregiver. Right. We do also have a professional training program that we do charge um, for if um, an assisted living or a nursing home sure, or an sure. in-home health agency right. wants me to train their staff on how do you understand and communicate with somebody with dementia. Um, we can go out and do that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and there's several other things I want to get to, so I want to ask this question really quickly. Um, I'm assuming there's a difference in being a caregiver of a family member as opposed to being a, you know, a caregiver that's in a facility or another program or something like, like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can just only imagine that it's much more stressful, much more everything. So am I, am I understanding that correct, or are there other aspects to it that make it challenging equally or more so? I think, you know, I think that's very true. I mean, I think that being a professional caregiver, you absolutely get attached to the people that you're caring for, mm, mm. but there is not that um, that, that emotional connection. Mm. Um, I often tell caregivers that, you know, I don't meet people until there's been a diagnosis of dementia. Right. So I can see the person for where they are and not the losses. Not where they've been, yeah. 
Um, and, and I think that that's really the difference between being a professional caregiver and a family caregiver. Um, and in all of my presentations, I, I share the story of my, my own mother who now has early stage dementia. Um, and it's very different. Uh, and my daughter, who is 12, will say, Mom, why don't you use the, your, the techniques that you <laughs> right, teach right. You know, with your own mother? And, it, and I'm finding that it really there is, there is a difference because you have a different connection with yeah, that person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, harder, harder one. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm assuming that, and we're recording in November of 2016. This interview, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, all the Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever celebration you 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 choose in, in December. So holidays in general, stressful time on a good day. Right. Uh, but I mean, is it two times, ten times? I mean, what 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 are we talking about? We're talking about. Uh, participants and caregivers during during the holiday time. I think I think the holidays are absolutely, um, you know, way more stressful for caregivers because not only do you have to figure out um, all of the plans yourself, you you no longer have the person helping you if it's a spouse or mm. now if it's a parent, oh, you're true, taking yeah. on all of that responsibility. Um, so I think for caregivers. Really knowing that um, they have to have realistic expectations. Hmm. Um, they have to keep things simple. Um, for, for most of us, we want to be able to keep our holiday traditions, whatever right. they are. Right. Um, but as somebody's dementia progresses, those traditions are, are less and less important to the person living with dementia. Hmm. Um, it's usually the family caregivers that want to keep them alive and, and, and right. want to keep the traditions the same. Um, and that's really hard for the person living with dementia. So we really encourage people to simplify, not quite so many decorations, right. um, keeping the keeping the traditions small uh, or the, the gatherings small. Hmm. Um, people with dementia get very overwhelmed if there's a lot of noise or crowds, and they're, okay. they might okay. not recognize right. family members. Right. So it's important not only to look at how can you involve the person with dementia at a meal by bringing them right before the meal happens and, and taking them home right after the meal ends to give them the chance to be successful, to be a part of the celebration, but not to overwhelm them. Right. Interesting. Um, which is, which is really important for, for that person living with dementia to maintain that structure uh, and routine right. that they've had Interesting. and not change that over the holidays. Okay. So maybe create new, create new traditions. <laughs> right, or, or simplify the ones. Simplify the ones that yeah. you that you already have, but you really have to look at it a little bit differently. Um, and that's hard. That's hard for caregivers to understand that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're 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 getting through the holidays. It's a tough time for the person with dementia. Uh, it's also, I'm assuming, equally as tough, maybe maybe more so challenging for the for the especially the family caregiver with all the traditions, the the family, and all the other kind of different things. But there are resources available to help get through this. So we talked about the traditions. Any other quick tips, quick thoughts about? kind of making the holiday season a little easier for, say, say for the caregiver? You know, I think for the caregiver, I mean, the, the, the same thing is true in terms of um, 
making making things easier on themselves. So so not putting up all of the holiday decorations, right. um, and maybe simplifying the meal, simplifying the the gift giving, um, and and make it really about the person living with dementia. Because yeah. um, they because they could really wear themselves out if they're going full full blown out and then have the added caregiving responsibilities. Right. right. Yeah. You know, and I and I think um, it's really looking at their sources of support. So maybe instead of hmm. cooking the meal themselves, maybe they ask a family member or okay. a friend yeah, yeah. to to cook the meal so they don't have to take on that all of that responsibility. So they only have nine things <laughs> right. to do that instead of ten. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I think, um, you know, what's also really important, um, again, is is to find that support. Uh, and, you know, we do have a workshop coming up on how caregivers can um, sort of survive the holidays okay. right. with, with, yeah. with somebody with dementia. Um, and that's going to be on December 8th um, okay. at Insight okay. um, from 3 to 4. Okay. And just... Uh, call go online how do they do they have to register can they just show up they or? could they can just show up okay. we we encourage them to to, like to know how many people right to RSVP so I know how many handouts to to, to have um, but they can call um, they can call us at inside at 703-204-4664 or they can go online um, on our website okay um, and I think that's insightmcc.org mm-hmm. okay and there's a link there for events and they can sign up online to to attend that event Um, and that will give you just it'll give them a list of you know ways to kind of cope with the holidays Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it as a group what's Mm -hmm. been successful for other caregivers best practices lessons Mm -hmm. learned those kind of things what's the date and time again Um, it's December 8th okay um, from 3 to 4 okay any other uh, events coming up in the next couple of months that uh, they want to talk about I know you've got a uh, a caregiver cruise we'll get to in a minute but there's anything else besides the the cruise Um, and the same uh, you know speaking of surviving the holidays we actually after after the the workshop on how do you survive the holidays, they can stay and attend our Insights holiday party. Oh, nice! Which is which is the same day, right after right after the um, um, workshop mm-hmm. from four to seven. Okay. And we're going to be revealing our our donor our donor wall from our capital campaign mm-hmm. from moving into our brand new new center. Oh, cool. Um, on, on Pender Drive, so we're really excited about that. Uh, and then on December 21st from 1 to 3, we're going to be talking about how do you create a person-centered approach to care um, mm. if you still have your loved one at home? What are what are some ideas, some activity ideas um, that, that we can help with uh, in terms of providing a little bit more structure mm-hmm. to their day mm-hmm. um, if your loved one is still at home? Yeah. And that would seem like that'd be actually good timing uh, because it's right before the holidays, the new year, when right. maybe a lot of, you know, services are not available or places are closed or that kind of thing. So get a little bit of a insight, if you will, right before exactly. the right before the holidays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we when we were talking about the caregivers and the challenge and and the fact that they need resources, they need support, they need respite for a day or a couple of days or that kind of thing. There's a caregiver cruise, I understand, that you guys have been doing for two years? Is for that two right? years. Okay, third one coming up. So first, tell what is this caregiver cruise, and then we'll get specifics on okay. it. Okay, so the caregiver cruise really came from um, 
our Mind and Body Workshop, which is a couples workshop that I do almost every Monday night mm. with folks where typically it's a spouse that has early stage dementia and mm. their care partner. Um, and really when we were talking about them wanting to travel and how do you, how do you still travel with somebody with dementia, um, they felt that they still wanted to be able to travel with their spouse, sure. but it was becoming more and more difficult to travel by themselves, mm -hmm. where they have to have all the responsibility. If right. they have to go to the bathroom and they right. ask their spouse to right. stay right here, right. chances are good <laughs> they will not be there when they come back out. So we talked about, you know, what could we do as an organization? So we had this concept for this caregiver cruise. So our first cruise, um, was in March of 2015, and we uh, went to Florida and the Bahamas, and we took eight couples with us. Hmm. Um, and we we had a great time. Um, one of the things that I was not expecting, actually, was that one of the caregivers got sick. Hmm. So I, we do a lot of the planning. Um, and so when we, when we looked at doing the cruise this year, we went to, in May, we went to um, New England and Canada. Oh, cool. um, and we had a fabulous time. Uh, nobody got sick. Okay. There were no the the only glitch was that my my mom and my stepfather came with us, um, and the security office um, called my mom down to uh, to security because she had what they thought was alcohol uh, in her bag, uh -huh. which turned out to be milk of magnesia. Okay. <laughs> So if that's the worst. That's a big stretch. If that's the worst thing that that happens. Right. Um, but we had a we had a great time, and and what we really found was that we would provide respite care um, on the at the days at sea, mm. and we take care of everything. Oh wow! So the caregiver doesn't have to worry about how they're getting to the ship or what they're going to do with their loved one because we're there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's myself and and one other. Um, staff member from Insight that goes along with us. This year it happened to be our executive director, uh, Joel Badnoski, came with me and we had, a, we had a wonderful time. And we actually brought along um, a caregiver um, by herself. And she said, I've been caring for my husband and I haven't had a vacation in 10 years. Wow. And she comes to my support group. So I really encouraged her to come on the cruise with us because she didn't want to travel alone. Right. She didn't have anybody to sure, go with. Sure. So she came with us and, and had absolutely the best time bonding with the other caregivers and, and, and enjoying the cruise. So this year, or this, this coming year, we're 2017. 2017, in, on June 3rd, okay. we are going for the first time on the Anthem of the Seas out of Cape Liberty, New Jersey, and we're going to do a five-night cruise to Bermuda, oh, and wow. we are really encouraging caregivers to come by themselves for respite, um, where they can go with a group that truly understands what they're going right, through, right. Um, in sort of a larger ship, uh, where there's a lot more to do than on the grandeur of the seas, which is the ship that we've taken the last couple of years. Right, right. Um, so we're really excited about being able to, to offer the caregiver cruise for not only for, for caregivers, but for people living in, in that early stage of right. dementia where they can still travel and they can still enjoy. Right. Um, Just a couple of seconds left, quickly details. Uh, you mentioned the date. Uh, uh, 
cost, I assume? Is there deadlines to apply? How to contact you? That kind of thing. Yeah, the we hopefully will have the the flyer out. Okay. Um, hopefully by Friday when we go to our go to the big caregiver conference uh, in Alexandria, um, the cost is two thousand dollars, and that really includes everything. Um, we will rent a. a a motor coach to go up to New Jersey. It oh, includes wow. the excursions, the gratuities, um, everything, you know, really is taken care of. And, and again, the caregiver is nice right. that they can meet at Insight. Um, but all of that information should be up by Friday. You can always give me a call and, and I can certainly give you the information if you're interested mm-hmm. on com- in coming on our caregiver cruise right. next year. Okay. Well, a lot more I'm sure we could talk about, more questions I have, but there, you know, there is a time limit, unfortunately. But I'll just kind of throw it back to you for the final 15, 20 seconds or so. Final thoughts, final comments, anything we haven't discussed or you want to make sure our listeners kind of understand about the, the Insight Memory Care Center, the programs, or, or the, the, the people you're, you're serving? Well, I think... You know, really, I I just want people to understand that um, even though we are an adult day center and we care for people with Alzheimer's disease or other memory impairments, it's really the family as well. Uh, And the family is the one that we also want to support. And we want people to know that we are a resource, um, even if their loved ones don't ever come to Insight, mm. that we want to provide, be able to provide education and support and resources for mm. them as well. Okay. Um, telephone number is 703-204-4664. Correct. I believe you mentioned, and the website is insightmcc.org. So more information can be found either online or by calling. And Christy, want to thank you for, uh, for being with us uh, on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Christy Clark of the Insight Memory Care Center. Again, 703-204-4664, or you can go online to insightmcc.org. You can also find uh, the county's older adult services, recreation, and community engagement opportunities by calling 703-324-7948 or TTY711. That's Monday through Friday. Or the uh, online address is fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. And when you're on that web page, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper and Fairfax 50 Plus E News. Also uh, link to the new Facebook page for Fairfax 50 Plus right from that uh, from that web page. I want to thank you again for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County Virginia government.